Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, a.k.a. Red Sox Dugout. I'm joined by Pat Fortuna. Hi, how's it going? It's going great. Let's get right into it. So what is going on? The Red Sox are 2-5 and five to start the season. Before last night, they were shut out two nights in a row by the Oakland A's. The starters have been just giving up home run after home run. In seven games, they have 36 runs allowed, 30 earned runs. The Rays and the Orioles are leading the division. What is going on? Oh, my God. That hurts to hear that the Rays and the Orioles are leading the division. Especially the Orioles. I mean, come on. The Orioles are beating the Yankees right now, 3-1. to one, So The <sighs> Orioles beat the Yankees in the series a couple days ago. This world has gone mad. It's this West Coast trip. It's messing with everything. This 11-game West Coast road trip to start of the season. Who, us. who schedules these games and says, let's put the World Series <laughs> champions on an 11-game West Coast trip to start the season? Yeah, right out of spring training, just 10 p.m. games. Mm-hmm. Brutal. But uh, Yeah, as I mentioned, the starting pitchers, I don't know what is going on with them. It could be like lack of preparation for the season. It could be Sandy Leon gone. What do you think their problem is? I think they they have well. I think it might take time for them to mesh with with their new catcher situation. Um, and I just think not a lot changed in the bullpen. We lost Joe Kelly. We lost Craig Kimbrell, but. I mean, not too much has changed, so I don't know what exactly their problem is, but their ERA is god-awful. I mean, ah, I wish I could tell you what the problem is. It's just so undiagnosable. Yeah, and it's it's the whole entire staff. It's not just one pitcher. Going down right. the rotation here, Chris Sale has an ERA of 8. Um, <laughs> Nathan Avaldi <laughs> has an ERA of 8.10. Uh, <laughs> David Price, ERA of 6. Eduardo Rodriguez, 10.38. Um, and Rick Porcello, 1350. So I think the problem with them is Cora rested them too much in spring training. Cora mm-hmm. decided to rest them because his reasoning was they just pitched so much in October. They had such a heavy workload so close to spring training that he wanted to give them more rest in spring training. And I think because of that, they aren't prepared for the season. And that first go through the rotation, they were just not ready to face real hitters who are prepared for the season. So I think that was the biggest problem for them. And like you said, too, the catcher situation, they're just not used to it. Right. I mean, a huge problem for them is they were rested way too much in spring training. And that goes for the whole team. I mean, like, I think the last spring training game we lost to the Cubs, like, 16-2 or something like that. Like, I personally am not a huge spring training fan. I think there's way too much that goes on around it. I think that if it was more similar to a situation like, the NBA, where there's very few preseason games and a lot of off-season training camps, then MLB players would be so much better off because their workload in the season is insane. I mean, that's 162 games that you have to play. You know, you got double headers, and there's just this whole... I mean, you just have so much going on that I think that a big problem in the MLB is there's you never stop. Right, I agree. Like, there's no reason that we need to have a full month of spring training games every single day. Right. Like you said, have smaller like camps and workouts instead of just games every single day. Take more breaks in between those games too. I just think it's too much for these players that have to play such a long season, as you said. Right. And I mean, at the end of the day, I get it. It's a business. They want to make money. They want people to go to these spring training games. But I think that they really have to consider like it's it's the longest season. And I know people 
say. I mean, well, it's baseball. It's a lot of, you know, mind games more so than the physical stuff. But you're going to kill your pitchers. One pitcher I want to talk about, Chris Sale. He pitched the other night. And uh, a lot of Red Sox fans were concerned with his velocity. Um, His fastball was averaging around 88.9 miles an hour. Um, And last season, he was throwing fastballs up 97, 98, even hitting 100 sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I am not as concerned as I originally was once I realized what they were doing with him. Oh, wait. J.D. Martinez, I think, just hit a homer. There we go. Oppo Taco. Yeah, so Chris Sale, Cora has been saying that they want to take it easy with him early in the season and not have him throw as hard so he can mm-hmm. last longer in the long term. And um, because he's had those durability problems in past seasons where he right. kind of fades away in the last few months of the season. And they don't want that. So what they're doing this year, I realized, is they're going to have him throw um, not as hard and not as like all out, just mm-hmm. blowing it past people in the beginning. Um, and that's why he looked so much different in his start. He was staying away from his fastball because he knew when he's throwing that fastball like 88, 89 miles an hour, it's easier to hit. I think only like 20 of his 89 pitches or something like that were fastballs. So mm-hmm. he's pitching a different way. He's finding different ways to get players out other than strikeouts. So he's using more breaking balls, more off speed to strike out or to get outs instead of the 97 mile per hour fastballs to get strikeouts. Right. So he's finding a different way to be effective, and it's just not the Chris Dale we're used to. But as we saw the other night where he only gave a one run, it's still effective. Right, and I think, I mean, you're right. We talk about his durability problems. He did hit a slump at some point in the season last year, but then you saw him come back and do what he did in October. I mean, he had an unbelievable run in the World Series. Granted, he wasn't incredible for the rest of the postseason. The major talk of the town was David Price. He really, I mean, I think he hits slumps, and I think he gets in his own head, and I think he gets tired because he's a pitcher. So I think if they take it slow with him, he'll come back, and I'm not too worried about him at all. Yeah, and the Red Sox have that ability to take it slow with him and not use him as much because they have such a great rotation, and they mm-hmm. have such a great team that they're, they're going to make the postseason regardless of how Chris Sale does, pretty much. Right. So they can afford to give him days off or not have him throw as hard because they have such a great team around him. Right. So the interesting thing about the Red Sox pitching staff, though, is going into the season, I think every Red Sox fan thought that the bullpen would be the pitching problem and not the rotation. Mm -hmm. But the bullpen has actually been pretty great. I think they have an ERA close to two. Let me check this out here. Yeah, they have an ERA of 2.42 so far this season. Both the Red Sox wins this season have come from the bullpen. And they have a walk-to-strikeout ratio of 10 to 34 with opponent average of 190. So the bullpen has been great. Yeah, I mean, that's about as good as you can ask from from any bullpen. Especially ours with some of the guys we have in this one. Yeah, that's true. Um, I definitely expected to see us take a dip this season. I mean, losing Joe Kelly hurts. Um, Losing Kimbrell hurt. Granted, Joe Kelly's having an awful time in L.A. right now. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'd still, I'd love to have him on the team. So yeah, I really did expect to see us take a dip. And I know it's a small sample size, but so far, the guys that we needed to do well have been doing well. Matt Barnes, he got a save a few days ago. Um, he has not allowed a run yet. He has four strikeouts in two, two and a third innings. Colton Brewer has been amazing. Also not allowed a run, only allowed one hit in three and two third innings. 
Ryan Brazier has been great. Keith Hembry has been pretty good. Um, Brian Johnson has been good when we needed him to. So the bullpen is doing what they need to do. And I think that's the key for the Red Sox to win the division this year is everyone needs to step up and pitch to the best of their abilities. Right. And yeah, I mean, it's, I think our team relies really heavily on pitching because like our batting order can really, you know, I mean, they're not the problem. Our offense is absolutely insane. So I think we're putting a lot on the pitchers to succeed there and they're just not, our starters at least are just not doing it right now. So absolutely. Um, so I want to talk about the catching situation that we mentioned before. Christian Vasquez and Blake Swihart, now the two main catchers. Vasquez has been getting the majority of the starts at catcher, and I am not really a fan. Yeah, I think that Blake Swihart is the one who deserves to be the starting catcher, and so far his numbers show that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like night and day difference between them um, and their offensive numbers so far this season. Blake Swihart is batting four twenty nine with a homer and two RBIs. While Christian Vasquez is batting 222 with um, a homer and two RBIs also. So I guess it's just the batting average there. Yeah. But Blake Swihart I mean, by far is a better offensive catcher. I think Blake Swihart has earned his spot on this roster as the starting catcher. I think 100% he deserves the catches or the starting job more than San- Sandy Leone, even, or Christian Vasquez. I mean, I don't know. It makes sense that Sandy Leone's the odd man out. I was never a huge fan of his. Um, but Swihart is really, he's come onto the scene. He's played impressive baseball. And I think he's never going to grow even. I mean, the amount that he's already grown is incredible, but he's not going to grow anymore if we don't give him the opportunity to. Yeah, and we saw that last year. They barely played him last year, and he did not succeed. Right. So when they give him playing time, he will succeed. They just need to give him those at-bats give him those starts and he'll be great for us exactly and the other thing with him too is he's not bad defensively he's not much worse than christian vasquez and sandy leone mm-hmm. his catcher's era last um last season was pretty similar to sandy leone's if i remember right mm-hmm. so he's not much of a step down from vasquez defensively and definitely this, an upgrade offensively this could be a huge unpopular opinion that i'm about to say but i think sandy leone is one of the most overrated players in the MLB. Obviously, he's not overrated anymore because he's not, you know, doing anything. Yeah. But um, I think last season, he got way too much credit. I think Vasquez and Swihart are easily better players. And I think even if the numbers don't necessarily show that, I think it's more of a law of averages situation where, like, Leon got way more starts, so he's bound to look similar in stats. I yeah. think if Swihart was a consistent starter he would look exponentially better than leone yeah and i know everyone says the thing with sandy leone is his defense outweighs his offense but Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know if that's entirely true because there's only like a certain point of how bad you can be offensively before your defense isn't really worth that bat in the lineup anymore right and i mean watching the red sox games i do feel bad for sandy leone because you know, the Red Sox offense is just so dominant. But at the same time, if you're going to be a part of the system, you have to fit in it. So even if you're a great defensive player, you have to be able to catch up with the offense and play at that level if you expect to remain a starter. Mm-hmm. And when Sandy Leon got down to AAA, he said that he wanted to improve. So I honestly hope that 
he figures it out offensively. Because if we can bring him back up, have his great defense, and actually have him contributing on offense, he could actually be back with the team and being good for us. Right. I absolutely. I want to see him succeed. I don't want you know. I don't want to watch anybody crash and burn. Um, but yeah, I think eventually it'll get to a point where if he's playing in AAA for long enough, Blake Swihart is going to take that job, and it's going to be hard for him to get it back. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, so let's move on. Some big news this week: Xander Bogarts was signed to a six-year, one hundred twenty million dollar <sighs> extension. This is huge for the Red Sox. They needed to get him back. Mm-hmm. They extended Chris Sale. They extended Bogarts now. If they get Mookie, then we're all set. Right. And, I, and they have the money for Mookie because they got Sale at a great bargain. They got Bogarts at a great bargain. Sale just under $30 million a year and Bogarts just under $19 million a year. So that's great mm-hmm. for the Red Sox. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's incredible. But I think if we sign another player before Mookie bets, I'm going to get a little upset. Mm. Um, I think... If I remember correctly, I was reading um, an article where Mookie Betts had scoffed at the first offer we we gave him, um, which makes me think we are undervaluing who is easily a top five player in this league, um, or you know should be considered a top five player in this league. That could just be because I'm from Boston and biased, but I think Mookie Betts is the heart of this team at this moment. And I think if we don't give him as big an offer as people like Bryce Harper or Manny Machado are getting, then there's no way we retain him. And that would be incredibly detrimental to the Red Sox roster. Yeah, because he deserves that amount of money. So when the Red Mm -hmm. Sox come in with these offers well below that, as a player, that's not really a place I want to be if they don't value me the way that I am. Right. I think watching all these players get this money and then seeing the Red Sox, who are overall a pretty dominant team. I mean, our outfield, our infield, you know, our batting, just everything is great about us, which I think leads to Red Sox management thinking Mookie just kind of blends in with the mix. But if you were on any other team, he would stand out. Oh, my God, it would be insane. And I just don't think we get that when we watch the Red Sox play because they're so dominant all around. That's a very good point. They can't overlook how good he is just because the rest of the team around him is good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like it is kind of easy to do that when you have J.D. Martinez in your lineup too. Right. The two of them are just so great and so dynamic. But Mookie Betts, he's the second best player in the MLB, in my opinion, right behind Mike Trout. So he deserves that kind of money. Right. And I know Red Sox fans, like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be against a player getting his money um, because it costs your team. He deserves that money. So mm-hmm. you should be happy for him if he gets that, like, when he gets that money. And you should want him to get that money because that's what he deserves as a player. Right. I think any Red Sox fan who's like, ah, oh, he's not worth X amount of dollars is crazy. I would, I would have a team of just Mookie Betts doing everything. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> I would, I mean, if I could pay Mookie to literally be the only guy on the field, I'd do it. Um, <laughs> granted, you know, there's players like JD, who you mentioned, who are so underrated, and it's going to be hard to pay him just because he doesn't get the credit he deserves um, from anyone other than like Jared Carabas. But um, 
I just think Mookie, he's worth any dollar amount that you hand him. I agree 100%. Um, so speaking of Mookie, Alex Cora came into this season saying Andrew Benatendi will be the leadoff hitter with Mookie Betts behind him. But um, for this Oakland series, he flip-flopped him. So Mookie Betts back in the leadoff spot. What do you think about that? I'm the kind of guy where, like, if I'm coaching a youth baseball team, I'm not going to have one of my best hitters lead off. Um, just because my theory is if you have your best hitter lead off, you have no time to, to set up on base. I don't know. I never understood that whole theory of have, you know, one of your best hitters lead off and then um, go from there. But I like Benintendi leading off, honestly, better than I like Mookie. And um, I just think it would overall work better if we got Benintendi on base before we had anybody else go up to hit. I think that he's the kind of player who sets up plays and he doesn't always necessarily make them. Yeah, Andrew Benatendi, he's he'd be my pick for the leadoff hitter because, like you said, he has the speed to steal bases. He has the contact to get on base at the top of the order. And he has he provides that pop at the top of the order. He can hit some homers, too. Mm-hmm. And then Mookie Betts behind him. I mean, that's where Mookie Betts belongs, I think. A little deeper in the lineup so he can get RBIs, but still near the top of the lineup where he can get on base for J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts, Mitch Mullen to drive him in. Yeah. yeah uh, update I mean, on the... Update on the Red Sox game real quick. Um, Water Rodriguez just gave up a three-run homer, so now it's a tie game. Of course he did. Yep. <laughs> He's had 50 pitches through uh, with one out in the third. Oh, my God. <clears throat> wow. I think Dana Lavangie, he has to be leading the league in mound visits so far this season. Oh, yeah. He's running out there all the time. He's getting his steps in. Oh, my God. What do you think he's saying to them out there? Like, what <laughs> I don't what know. did you just do out there? I mean, come on. <laughs> Just stop it. Stop doing that. <laughs> Change something, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, earlier, like, when we were in Seattle, they were just giving up homers and homers and homers, and it just seemed like it wouldn't stop. Mm-hmm. I it don't was... know. <laughs> it's... I'm telling you, there's something in the water out there on the West Coast. It's got to be. Bring there's them back. I mean, the season, the season doesn't really start until we come back to Fenway. So That's true. That's true. I cannot wait to be back at Fenway. Get those seven o'clock games that don't start in the middle of the night. Oh yeah, and just just have Fenway faithful, just back in the Red Sox and win some games. Right, and I mean, part of it sucks too because you know, as a Red Sox fan or as a baseball fan in general, I'll watch like the first twenty games of the season. Like, yeah, the Red Sox are on, and then there's all you know the fluff in the middle, and then you get to the end, you're like, yeah, the Red Sox are on. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, so the only games where I'd really be sitting down watching the nine innings. Um, for the first, you know, 20, 30 games. Um, before then, I just start getting the notifications. Sucks that they all start at 10 p.m. And I don't understand, like, these games um, here in Oakland where they're starting at, like, 10.07. Yeah, what is what is that? <laughs> That's so weird to me. Like, why not make it, like, 10, oh, like, 10, 10, like, normally is. An even number, yeah. That's... They do that in Toronto, too, with, like, the 07 or the 37 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was going to update on the... Orioles Yankees game here. Orioles are still beating the Yankees three to one in the fifth can, inning. Can we talk about like what the heck is up with the Orioles? The Orioles, like, they might win the division. It might be like a <laughs> might be a Orioles race race toward the end. That oh I don't imagine like that. that if the Orioles won the division out of nowhere. That 
especially because they've been such a joke for so long. Yeah. I mean, for them to come out and win the division. I bet, like, 90% of baseball fans can't even name a single player in the Orioles at this point. Uh, Yeah, I was, like, I'm thinking about Googling it being, like, who is the Orioles, you know? (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's something. Uh, Let's get to some listener questions here. Um, First one from Beckett Story. What do the Sox have to do to get their bats going? Well, they got to swing them. Yeah, that would be good. Unlike Bogarts was doing earlier. I mean, they just need to relax and do what they did last year. I mean, that's that's about it. Yeah, I think I think we're in our own heads at this point. I think since we've started so rough, um, we're afraid of um, I don't know. We're afraid of ourselves, and I think that we really we just have to go out there and play the game confidently, like we did last season, because everybody expected us to be good last season, but nobody expected us to be that good. Right. And I feel like right now, the Red Sox roster is feeling way too much pressure to succeed. And I think if we calm down, play baseball in its Ross form, swing at what we like, don't hesitate, I think we'll just get back to normal. Yeah, that uh, first one of the season out in Seattle, where Mitch Moreland um, had that go-ahead homer. I think Eduardo yeah. Nunez, I think it was Eduardo Nunez who said it felt like a playoff game. So that shows how much pressure they're under to just mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. And then last night, we were being shut out again for a while, up until I think the sixth inning, yeah. fifth or sixth, where Blake Swihart hit a homer, and that homer sparked the offense. So that's what they need is just some spark like that to like get their minds right and just get the bats going. Because after that homer, then Moreland had the double, Mookie had the double, Benatendi had the triple, and then we won the game. Gorgeous. Yeah. That's how it should be, 162 games of the year. I mean, our players, like um, like you were saying, with him saying it felt like a playoff game, if you feel that all season, this season is so long. It'll kill you. It'll absolutely kill you mentally if you feel that pressure to succeed all season. That's why you got to go in there. It's a new season. Your team is different. It's very similar, but your team is different than it was last year. Um, the other teams are going to be different. People have moved around you know, schemes have changed. So you got to go out there and you got to play like you've never played any of these teams before. Play like, you know, you didn't just win the World Series and play like it. I mean, not like it doesn't matter, but play like it's not something you should be freaking out about. Well, the quote that Alex Cora said in spring training that I really liked, he said, we're not going to close the book. We're going to start the next chapter. Right. So, I mean, I think that's how they should approach the season. They shouldn't completely forget that they won the World Series, but they can't just expect to automatically do that this season. They need to put the work in, and they need to treat it like a brand-new season. Right, and that's... I think that a lot of the times that's the problem with MLB teams is um, there's the World Series hangover with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And that's why, I mean, it's not like basketball where you see the Warriors win every year or like football where the Patriots win every year. It's... You know, the teams come in and rosters don't change too much in baseball. So they just go in and expect to win it again. And that's not going to happen. It's a very different sport. The seasons feel longer. A lot changes over the course of an offseason. I just think that I think that they should. When he says we're not 
closing the book, I think they should take that as our team hasn't changed, our chemistry hasn't changed, but the new chapter means we have to start fresh. Yeah, absolutely. Next question here um, from Mr. Clancy seventeen: Are you concerned about Sale? I think they want to tone it down to avoid injuries. Yeah, we talked about this before. I'm not really concerned with Chris Sale. Slightly concerned, but not really, um, because like I said before, he's just pitching differently to last longer. Next question, Ryan Ecker two: uh, What do you think our final record would be, will be? Um, I think I I don't remember what I said, but I'm gonna say ninety eight. And um, what is that? 64. 98 and 64. That's my prediction. All right. I'm going to say 88, 74. Really? That's kind of yeah. low. I know. Uh, th- this early season has scared me. Granted, we haven't played in Fenway yet. It's way too early to tell. Um, our home record is 0-0. Zero and zero. But I don't know. We could just be saving ourselves for later, you know, turn on the gas when other teams turn it off. But, I don't know, I'm scared. 88 and 74, just because we're going to make postseason. That's just, it's not even a question. Do you think Um, that's good enough to make the postseason, though, with how good the Rays are and how good, like, the Twins are? Look here. I'm not worried about the Rays. (laughs) Okay, I mean. I mean, they won 90 games last year. I know. I can't worry about that. Like, do something, and then I'll worry about you. But, like, Yeah, they accidentally know. won last year. Right. They were a fluke. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but I think that could make playoffs. I'm, mm, You know what? I'll bump it up to, to 90 and 72. Okay. Just, you know, to push them That's up fair. to 90. Yeah, but I definitely think they'll have some sort of drop-off from last season. Right. Just because 108 wins is just insane. What they did last year was insane. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to repeat that success. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, moving on, next question. C. Coleman 2 asks, do you think some changes should be made to the order, like switching X endeavors? Um, mm. Well, I've said this before. I find it very odd how they have Rafael Devers hitting third. I don't really like that. So mm. I would change that. But I don't really think what I think the lineup should be is Andrew Benatendi, Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez, Sander Bogarts, Mitch Moreland, Devers, and so on. Yeah, that's pretty valid. I can see exactly why your thoughts go in that direction. Connor Bloom asks, who will be the underdog getting called up from the minors this this year? Durbin Feltman. I'm telling you, he is going to save our bullpen in the summer months because this bullpen, I don't see them being as successful as they have been this whole entire season. And they're going to need someone to come up and save it, and that is going to be Durbin Feltman. I think I've said that every single podcast episode so far. Hey, I'll take it. Um, S. Fancher 15 says, is it concerning that the Red Sox are last place in their division? I don't want to talk about it. It is April 4th. <laughs> yeah. We're saving it. Don't worry. Yet. Um, do you like sports? Is that the question? That's a question, yes. Um, I mean, I'd hope so. Uh, yes, I do like sports. How do you feel about uh, music and concerts? Big fan. Uh, do you like saving money? Yes. And SeatGeek is the place for you. 
SeatGeek <laughs> is the best ticket provider out there for all sports, concerts, shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal. And they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. Plus, you can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. Oh, wow. I'll That's have to D-U-G- check that out. O-U-T. Dugout. What a fun little surprise that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go out there, uh, get some tickets to the home games coming up. Ring ceremony, I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah. Their, their discounts this season are incredible for students. Oh, yeah, the $9 tickets, yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't get so, good seats, but they're tickets. <laughs> they're, they're tickets to a home game. I mean, yeah. And they're yeah. offering a lot more this season, I think, than they did last year. They didn't seem to have many last year. Oh, there's a bunch of games where you can do them this year. They're all on weekdays at weird times, but I mean. Yeah. Here's a tweet from uh, Pete Abraham. If I write how good Eduardo Rodriguez looks in spring training next season, you should have permission to throw me in an alligator-infested swamp. With pleasure. <clears throat> Whoa. Um, <laughs> it's a bit extreme. Let's check in on the Yankees again. Um, they are now down four to one. So it's not looking great for the Bronx Bombers. The Yankees. Okay. Look, I'm obviously I hate the Yankees, mm-hmm. but they should be fun to watch play baseball. On paper, they should be like the most over the top, out there, fun team to watch play baseball. If you just look at the names on their roster. Yeah. I mean, you got Aaron Judge, right, who was fun to watch last season, but then hit some weird brick wall and just stopped. Um, Giancarlo Stanton, I mean, come on. Well, I mean, half their team's on the DL, or IL, whatever it's called. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's true. They're just, like, going down. Everyone's down. Yeah, I just wish they could be healthy so, like, Yankees fans wouldn't complain. Well, it's good because like the Yankees fans can't make fun of us, and we can't make fun of them because we both suck right now. Right? Yeah. No, the whole team. Yeah, struggling. It's because <laughs> this would be this losing like whatever we're doing right now would be so much worse if like the Yankees were like seven and zero or six and one. Mm-hmm. That would be brutal. I would never stop hearing it from the Yankees fan pages and whatever. Yeah. No. I mean, to be fair, their whole team looking at it now is absolutely obliterated like um, i know our rotation has been terrible but i feel like the yankees have been worse because they lost a series to the orioles which is like losing to a single a team or like a little league team mm-hmm. and then they lost did they lose the series they lost to the tigers a bunch of games and the tigers like i don't even know who's on that team anymore the t- tigers are a team in the mlb and that's all i have to say about that mm-hmm. like that, that's all you can <laughs> say about them Yep, they did lose the series to the Tigers, so... Oh, God. Yikes. Um, that's... Oh, poor guys. I mean, I can't feel bad for them because I want the Yankees to like not make playoffs just so I don't have to deal with listening to Yankees fans. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, they've, they've gone through enough hardship. You know, they've lost A-Rod and Jeter in the past 10 years. and I've been trying not to make fun of them for losing series to the Orioles and Tigers. Just because I'm kind of scared that we're going to do that in the future. Just based Don't. on how this season has started. Find some wood and knock on it, dude. I mean, come on. Mm. <laughs> I'm not too worried yet. Once we go home, momentum will pick up. We'll get good. And the Red Sox will win the division. 
Just get us back to Fenway already, please. Right, that's that's what we need. Okay, Steve Pierce is up with the bases loaded, two outs, and a 1-2 count. This is a huge um, spot for him right here. And he struck, my... he struck out. Uh, yeah, he struck out. Okay. Oh. Steve A, that's... Wow. Oh, God. Eduardo Rodriguez is at 60 pitches to start the fourth inning. Oh, my God. I don't know what is going on with, like, not only have they been giving up homers, but the Red Sox pitchers, their pitch counts have been ridiculous. Their efficiency is just so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like they're all injured and they're all pitching you know, half of what they should be. Oh, we'll figure it out. We got time. 162-game season, so. Right, it's a long season. We got until at least until June to really get our stuff together. I kind of just think they're making everyone else in the MLB feel like they actually have a chance of beating the Red Sox. That's how I hope it's going. That's like that's how I hope we're doing it. Just like get everybody's guard down and then, you know, Trojan horse them. Yeah, they were like last year was too easy. Let's like actually make it hard for ourselves this year. Mm-hmm. They said this on section ten. Let's get rid of Campbell. Let's get rid of Kelly. Let's give up a ton of home runs in the beginning of the season, and then just show them how good we still are and win the World Series again. <laughs> that's one way to do it. Okay, yeah, let's talk about this umpire, Kerwin Danley. He's been hit by two throws from the outfield so far in this series. He's basically Jackie Bradley Jr.'s cutoff man at this point. Yeah. Um, get out of the way. I mean, I have I have nothing else to say to you then. Other <laughs> is that than that simple? Get out of the way. Move. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, if you see a ball coming at you being heaved by Jackie Bradley Jr. from the outfield, I'd move. Yeah, especially from JBJ. That comes in fast. Yeah, it's a rocket right there. I don't know, like... I don't know where he's looking, because if I were an umpire, I'd be looking at where the ball is. As you would if you were an umpire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. He also looks like he has a face that gets hit with baseballs, too. Like, <laughs> I don't know. He just has... You're um, not wrong. <laughs> like, he just has that face where you look at him and you're like, oh, there's a fastball coming for him. Makes sense. Did you see the yeah. umpire in the Astros game last night? No. He threw AJ Hinch out. And his reasoning was, I can do whatever I want. He literally said that to AJ Hinch. And then part of that whole, I can do whatever I want thing. He was just like standing on home plate when the pitcher was trying to warm up. And it was just like, he didn't care. I don't know. Okay, now, now come on. If you're going to, you're going to be an MLB rep. Like, did he have money on the other team? I mean. I I felt like it was just like a power trip. I don't know. (sighs) And then the Astros lost 4 nothing, right? I think so, yeah. I'd be so pissed if I was the Astros. Yeah, his name is Ron Culpa. Yeah. Like, he's instigating the conflicts in the games. Like, that's not what an umpire should be doing. Right. An umpire should be calling strikes, outs, and calming conflicts. Mm-hmm. And, like, people always say, the fans aren't there to see you. They're there to see the players. So just... Call the game like you're supposed to, and just don't, just don't instigate conflicts and tell the manager I'm throwing you up because I can do whatever I want. That's uh, that's such a power trip. Oh my god, that just makes me mad. I feel like that's something Angel Hernandez would do. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great he comparison. He threw some guy out in spring training too. One of the managers, I think it was AJ Hinch actually. I can't imagine. This goes for any sport, but I mean, even especially baseball, because you just have to stand there for so long. I can't imagine being an umpire and like, 
you have to like the sport of baseball, right? Like you have to have enjoyed it growing up. But at the same time, (laughs) right. But at the same time, I feel like you have to hate it in order to not be biased. It's just. Yeah, like um, you can't have a favorite team, which is hard for a baseball fan to do. Right, exactly. To not have a stake in it at all. They must have to like hire all the ums from like the Dakotas or like, you know, places without teams. Nunez just tried to make a great play at third base, <laughs> like a backhand scoop, and it just went flying over to shortstop. <laughs> oh, God. Eduardo. Whether it's Nunez or Devers at third base, it's a wild ride. Like the other mm-hmm. night, Devers literally got his glove knocked off his hand by a liner. <laughs> he, yeah. They're more fun to watch offensively than defensively. I don't know. It, it's it's kind of fun to watch them just completely screw up and like fall down, especially in yeah. Nunez. <laughs> Maybe it's more fun to watch them defensively, but it's more relaxing to watch them offensively. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, boy. Fourth inning, 74 pitches, two runners on, one out for Eduardo Rodriguez. Like, I thought oh. the Red Sox starters would be better the second time through the rotation. Chris mm-hmm. Sale was. Nathan Avaldi. he was okay. Eduardo Rodriguez, like, this is not not great. And I predicted him to be awesome this season. Oh, yeah, by the way, I had Chris Sale and Eduardo Rodriguez on my fantasy team, so I am now in last place in fantasy. I was going to say, that's... I mean, good for you for picking up Chris Sale early. I'm sure you had to get him early. Well, um, it was an auction draft. It's a rotisserie league. So uh, I'm, it's like, yeah, I'm last in ERA by far. Like, it's bad. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's... I have a great team name, though. I have Mitch Hanniger on my team, so my team name is Assistant to the Regional Hanniger. I love that. Dwight Schrute action. I decided not to do fantasy baseball this year because it's just so much to keep up with. Yeah, I decided to do two leagues this year, which is definitely a mistake because I'm going to end up not paying attention to either of them. Right. Um, but I'm doing a league with all like my Red Sox dugout followers. Mm-hmm. Well, not all of them, like 10 of them. Right. And like they really wanted me to, so I did it. And I'm just going to crush them all. Like that's my only motivation to play is to actually prove I know stuff. Mm-hmm. But the other yeah. league with just like friends, like there's no way I'm going to keep paying attention to that. Oh, update. Uh, Robbie Grossman doubles in the bottom of the fourth. He sure did. Uh, now lead the Red Sox 4 3. Okay. I don't want to lose this game. No, me either. Oh. It'd be very bad. Oh, no. Something happened in the Yankees game. Uh, the Yankees are now beating the Orioles 5-4. to four. That's more like it. Uh, no, I don't want that. Well, I don't want that, but I'm saying that sounds more like a reality to me. Oh, Gary Sanchez homered, and then Gleyber Torres homered right after him. That's great. Good old Yanks, I guess. I mean, so far, baseball has not been fun. No, no, it really has. on the season so far. Is this not what it fun. feels like to be, a, like, a Tigers fan? That's a good point. They have to go through this, like, every single day, every single season. Right. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, wow. I guess you got to be grateful for winning it last year. Well, on that note, let's end it. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks to Pat for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was great. Um, tune in next week. Hopefully, we will not be giving up a home run every single at-bat, and hopefully we'll be um, not last place in the division. Um, so follow me on Instagram at Red Sox underscore dugout and we'll see you then. See you later.